week. What's up? Aaliyah is back. Yes, God. And we're not alone no, we're not. today. Mm-mm. We show ain't. And I don't introduce my guests. I allow them, I allow them to introduce themselves. With that being said. Yes, here I am. I am Jonathan. Nice to meet everybody. Hey, Leah. Hey, hey bro. <laughs> I'm so happy to finally Ew. be on this fucking great podcast. Yeah, I am like so excited for this, Lonnie. You just have no idea. Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> Girls, stop! You gonna have me laughing already? Just stop. <laughs> I'm just so excited. I can't. So what's the topic tonight? So let are we getting into it right now? But beforehand, there is something that me and Aaliyah must discuss because we haven't talked about it since (sighs) the night of. Aaliyah and I on Saturday night attended the first live live anniversary show. show. And how was that? If you know uh, Oh my god in life and more. And what added on to the experience, to be really honest with you, it was the Yo. energy that was in oh the Oh my room. God, just just so just so many black people and so much love and so much bonding over something that's just so common and just so damn good. Yes. It was just mm, bonding. Really, uh, it was a good ass black that, time. That just, that just touched my soul. All that black love during Black History Month, I was just mm. oof. Over the moon. We needed it. We needed it. And especially to be inspired. And Aaliyah and I had a full circle moment um at the at the Weeds live show. Ooh, when like hey, forty seven, if you Ooh, are not familiar about everything. Everything. That's that's a not to mention what? she followed me on Instagram. I'm not even gonna hype that up. Yeah, she followed me on Instagram. So Sis came in and spoke nothing but positive words into people. She only did three songs, but they were like her most noted. As a fan of her work, I would have wanted to hear Milk, to be honest with you. I would have wanted to hear um, Wash and Set the song. Not that, of course, not the album. It was enough time, but the song Wash and Set. So, and she gave it to us. She spoke nothing but positivity. And then Aaliyah cheered me on, like, bitch, she talking to you. And I'm like, girl, shut up. I'm not trying and to cry today. Man. It's just, just speaking all that. I was like, yo, she's talking to you right now. All the shit you be telling yourself, yo, she's talking to you right now. And not to mention, yes. shout out to Marlon, because he came with us. If you listen to the podcast, you've met Marlon before. Marlon came with, uh, rode in with us, had, had, Lunch and we got drunk as hell. Show. It was not like, surprising with Lonnie. Lonnie is a motherfucking was... fish. <laughs> Blue. I'm Blue. not. First of all, <laughs> first of motherfucking all. Blue. I say this as I talk to my I talk with my wine in my hand. Mm. I don't know what you're talking about, baby. That hint that that you had. Right. Read. Mm-hmm. Let her know mm-hmm. by herself and her drinking. <laughs> no, 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 no. What makes it worse? What makes it worse is the Henny Hulada. I had 
a Hennessy burger, and then after the burger, I had a Hennessy culotta that came with the shot of Hennessy that I poured into the culotta. So I was not so you're, naked um, that. telling on yourself at this point. I don't care. We went to BBQs. I don't care. Okay. Hmm. Exactly. So, um, and and this week's the Black Effect. The Black Effect, honestly, to me, this week is going to take over. It's going to be the Oscars. No, I don't, I don't know, know if you both watch. I stopped doing that ever since I graduated high school. Okay, boom. So last night was a big night for, especially Black Hollywood, because we got the recognition that we've been waiting for. Um, Black Panther did uh, not. I don't know why picture. you is this is again is this going to be a surprise to you? Mm-hmm. Are we gonna exactly. are we gonna talk about that 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 was a surprise to you? I told you this. Uh, shut up! Shut the hell up! Bitch. So instead, like be realistic, they did win best score. Shut, uh, okay, hold on. Let me get my point across. Get so, to it quicker. Best original score. Best, uh, not best original score, sorry. best score, best costume design, which was the first ever for an African American to win it, let alone a woman, and best production design. They walked away with three Oscars for the show. Yes. I mean, for the movie. Now, the highlight of last night, besides Black Panther getting three Oscars to it, was one, Regina King won for best supporting actress for her role in If Bell She Can Talk. Now, I haven't seen this movie yet, but I've heard so many positive things about it that it makes me want to see it. And plus, Barry Jenkins is everything in life and more. So I definitely had to find a way to I see think you. I think I know what the, sec- what, the, what the other thing is going to be. And I'm sitting here bubbling with excitement until you say it. <sighs> well, Mashar, um, I say his name wrong all the time. Let me get to exactly what you're thinking about. Masharla Ali. Yes, thank you for helping me correctly say his name. Okay. One... Un- Okay, not only did he win his second Oscar for Best Supporting yes. Actor in a Dramatic Film, he also won, he also was a, the film that he won an Oscar for won Best Picture, which was Green Book. Now, that is the second time that he has been in a film that won an Oscar, along with him actually getting one for the role that he had in the film. So that is a major win for him. But the best part of last night, if you were like me and you were a 90s baby and you loved his work, especially in the 90s, it is long overdue and well-deserved. Spike Lee finally mm. won an Oscar last yes. night. And now he was nominated for Best Picture. Of course, as I just told you guys, he didn't win. But he won Best Adapted Screenplay for Black Klansman. And of course, he was overjoyed. It was 30 years overdue. In all honesty, if I had to pick a Spike film that should have won an Oscar, absolutely, would Mm -hmm. do the right thing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And he never got one. You had School Days. You can literally go down the list. School Days is one of my favorite films, by the way. You can literally go down a list of things that he should have, like films he should have got Oscars for, and that's the sad part of this whole discussion. And he did not get the recognition until now. <coughs> and we're in 2019. So. <sighs> Even though I'm going to take the time out to do this now. Um, the Read, of course, has a section that they like to call The Read. Um, instead, I'm going to call this <laughs> The Eulogy. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so last night at the Oscars, oh baby, come on, Oscar, honey, come on with it, come on with it, come on with it. Billy Porter decided to go come to the Oscars in a tuxedo yes. gown. Now, as we all know, he was actually paying homage to yes. Hector Extravaganza. Yes, come on. So he was paying homage to him at the Oscars, and of course, here comes the hemotopes saying. Uh, we need to defend black masculinity and stop the basically stop the um, feminization of black men. Let me guess, the black hoteps was all in on this one. Oh, I, yes. I've seen I've seen oh, social media why, and I, I why need to do skip I these hear why, why, why do I hear them sh- shouting and chanting in the distance? Hotep, hotep. Mm. <laughs> Because that's all they can do. Like, my problem is, why? Uh oh. Did we lose you? Masculinity. When you have more things that you need to worry about. Mm. Hold on. I'm sorry. In the middle of recording, give me one second. So, we're worried about black masculinity. Hello? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. If you get a call, literally, it'll have, sound, have you sound like you're going in and then back out. So you would just never know. So for my read is that my read, my eulogy is this: we're so worried about black masculinity, but we're not worried about the fact that men aren't encouraged to get further their education past high school. Let some of them actually get. Actually, some of them drop out of high school. We're worried about black masculinity, but yet they think that the only way they have out of the hood is either they pick up a ball, pick up a microphone, or stand on the corner. We're worried about black masculinity, but yet a woman will be quick to emasculate a man to make herself feel better in any situation or circumstance. We're worried about all the wrong things at the wrong time. If you are properly raising your child, they won't be in front of a television for more than three hours at a time, in a day even. If you're raising your child, if you're letting media raise your child, just like Lil Boosie had something to say when Empire first came on and about Jesse having a kissing scene with another man. Mm. Yes, that is a, the king hemotope of them all. But everyone has this thing where they're like, oh, we need to protect Black masculinity. No, in in all retrospect, um, (laughs) the person that drove my point home was um, Jessie Wu, where she talked about it and said, why are we consistently having an issue with, number one, an openly Black gay man who is married to a man. He is openly gay, but y'all find an issue in the fact that he is wearing a tuxedo gown to the Oscars. And then another another podcaster by the name of Tahoe He does a podcast called So Shameless. He said, in all retrospect, and I want to hear Leah's opinion on this, he said, in all honesty, you have to place the blame back on Black women. (laughs) Mm. So, as a Black woman, we get blamed for a lot of shit. Even shit we ain't got shit to do with. Mm. But hold on. But wait, there's a receipt. Because I have to read exactly what he said because he actually made a point. And it's not to throw the blame on black women, but he actually made a point. Let me pull this up. Hmm. 
Not hold on. Let me go on and get ready to dissect that shit. Okay. So I'm going to read his comment directly from what he left on Jesse's profile. He said, as right as you are, do you realize that, do we realize that black homophobia, that homophobia, excuse me, is not only conditioned to black men by society, but also pushed by black women onto black men as well. It's not just something that you should blame us for all the time without understanding the roots of it. Within the minute y'all, within the minute y'all mad at us, y'all call us the F word, or if we don't want to have sex with you, we must be gay or dress, or if we dress a certain way, we must like men. It's a thing we all should be working on together to free, to free ourselves of the, dare I say, toxic masculinity that we grew up with in inner city communities and on the world wide web. Of course, the easy thing to do is say, oh, you don't want to blame the world or you don't want to blame us, but conditioning is a thing in all caps. And not everybody on the internet or on podcasts or connected to gay communities to realize the error in their ways. Communication should be had and pointing fingers is really the effective way to get points across. By the way, it's my birthday, thanks. I'm going to completely disagree with that. Go. So, if the whole thing started with black women, where did we get that fear from? You know, men who are down low, who have given other women diseases, who have given black women diseases that they can't cure, that they have babies with, that they pass those on. So, if we really want to put it on the black woman, let's let let's really let's really unpack where we where we get that from. But it's also a stereotype, to be brutally honest with you, within the community. If you remember Insecure... Okay, but who who starts that stereotype? It's the men who can't be truthful about who they are because of what? Toxic masculinity. And who, who's, who's, the, who's the real culprit of that? Men. So, also- black women have nothing to do with that toxic masculinity and the down low thing and the stereotypes perpetuated onto gay men by other men. We have but nothing it, to do with that. But it has everything to do with the reaction because in all in all honesty, the world would not have DL men if they feared living in, if they didn't fear living in their truth by coming out as bisexual. Bisexual women are more accepted in society than bisexual men ever will be. And that's really who the down low men are. Okay, but what I'm also saying is you mm-hmm. have to talk to the men about that. This is true. I the men. It. And see, the thing is when women push that push that stereotype, oh, you don't want to sleep with me because you gay or oh, you do this because you gay. That's a really... F- I, I think Crystal said this on one of the episodes of Read. That is a really f- toxic, trash, and fear-based idea. Now, it's a fear-based idea because of what I said before. Men that they date or they marry are down low and they're not truthful about what, they, what, they, what they're doing with themselves. And they give these women diseases, bring all types of drama and all those things like that. So, again, we're pulled, black women are being pulled into something we really had nothing to do with because it's, it's men not holding other men accountable for the behaviors and the things that they do. Now, uh, being being homosexual mm-hmm. is like guns. If you don't like them, don't do it. If you don't want to be gay, don't do it. But yeah. you have to also be truthful. 
and and that's where the 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 male psychology comes into play if you want to have if you want to have both male and female experiences that that's absolutely fine do that but you need to be truthful on both sides okay okay do you want to learn I can agree with Aaliyah on that too. I can agree with you on that to a certain extent because I do agree that black, especially with, especially with black men with, mm. within our community, they need to be more, they, we need to hold them more accountable. Even ourselves, we need to hold the mm-hmm. men that we know more accountable. Like even if they, if they identify as straight or if they identify as bisexual or gay as whatever the case may be, we need to hold them accountable for you know, for what it is that they're, you know, for what it is that they're doing with their partners, you know what I'm saying? Or, Mm -hmm. and if we know they're not being truthful with their partners, as far as just like what it is they're doing, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because, because to a certain extent, we are, we are responsible if we know, you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. It does make us responsible. But also what I think about this is, Mm -hmm. it's like a conversation Ed and I had with his best friend. Now, of course, they're both typical black men. Have some, Ed has some trash ideas, but you know what? I'm working on them. So, Shout out to Ed. He, He's never giving me any problems. He believes that, you know, so if, if there's a gay man that comes around, right? Mm-hmm. And, he'll, and you know how, how some men are like, oh, well, don't bring that nigga around me. Don't, don't bring him around me. I don't, want, I don't want that gay shit around me, right? So here's what I say. I'm like, well, just because this man likes dick and balls, it does not mean that they like your dick and balls in particular. So just calm that down. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's a thing of, and see, this is where we get rape culture from too. Men fear being objectified the way they objectify women. Mm-hmm. So in the presence <laughs> of a gay man... <laughs> In the presence of a gay man, they think, okay, this man likes men. He's going to come around me, and he's going to like me. He may lust after me the way I lust after these chicks. I don't want that. So then it becomes a thing where all of a sudden they understand consent. Oh, my God. That reminds me of that meme that I saw, it was, and it says, straight men don't understand consent until they go to a gay bar. That or you try to put your put their finger put your finger in the, in the ass, then the they understand. The Whoa, ask me, in. talk to me, like. But then it's like, okay, so when a woman pulls away and tells you no, why do you keep pursuing? But if I put my finger in your ass, then you know. Oh, I'm supposed <laughs> to talk to you. I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to ask. I'm supposed to ask for your consent. But that's uh, what I think, and that's what where I think a lot of this comes from, and. It comes from the fear of being objectified, like they objectify women. Mm-hmm. Well, we're gonna push away from that because I promise you, we'll be here forever. Because yeah, knows, we will. Both, the, both <laughs> these two like to talk, and they will go on and on and on. Oh. So it is no shade to either one of y'all. Love y'all much. Mm-hmm. So, uh. um, the latest in the Jesse Smollett case. Um, uh. Uh. Listen. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> so, 
now is being said, and this is the thing, I have been now getting to a point where I don't want to hear anything else about this case until they go to trial. Because now it's basically coming out that Chicago, like the Chicago PD has something out for him because it's come to find out that there is actual evidence that corresponds with what he originally said to begin with. They were his personal trainers. Now, mm-hmm. like I specified before Jonathan starts all over again, I still believe that I want to hear actual evidence opposed to hearsay because I think someone said it before. I think I think Crystal said it on Saturday. Now we get to a point where the police are getting information from social media. Yep. So it's like, and the news stations are getting it from there too. So as much as the story changes, they change their story. So it's like, all right, now I'm at a point where I believe him, but I just need to hear the evidence at this point. I don't even want to hear hearsay any longer. I just want to hear the evidence. That's just where I stand with it at this point. And that's where I stand as well. And it's and it's so hard to have an opinion on it because the story literally changes every thirty seconds. And it's and you're getting play by play of it. And it's like y'all didn't care this much about this man a year ago. Y'all didn't care about this much about him six months ago, three months ago. Why are we now getting play for play this man's life? And I pray that mentally he can actually handle what's going on right now. Because I, my worst fear is hearing that he tried to take his life. <sighs> Nobody because, wants him to take his life. No, but you got to keep. And but I, you got to understand it. Like it would, uh, you have to understand when someone's not physically, not mentally prepared for this much attention on them at one time. Um, do we need to go through another episode of Britney Spears or Lindsay Lohan? Though these are white girls, yes, but. They did lose it when they had too much attention on them. Uh, yes, I mean, of course, there are examples of of of, of um, mental breakdowns. Absolutely, we've seen that plenty yes. of times. Absolutely. So we're gonna step away from Jesse because I think all three of us are under unison. We want to hear the evidence, but we're gonna go into um, our pissy, aka pervert Kelly. Mm. Um. Though Chicago PD may have completely tried to sabotage Jesse, and that's what I stand by. I don't care how either one of you feel. Um, Perfect Kelly. Now, here's the problem. Not even the problem. Here's what happened, girl. So, one of his former employees turned over four new tapes to, I believe, the Chicago State Prosecutor. If I'm not mistaken, Mm -hmm. I believe, yeah, I believe the Chicago Prosecutor's Office. And they brought along 10 new charges <coughs> against R. Kelly. Okay. Now, right. for the judge, for his bail, because he turned himself in Friday night, which if you all are familiar with the court system, if you get arrested on a Friday, you are spending the weekend in jail until Monday morning when they can get you out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the judge has specified for his bail they want 250k for each victim. So that sums up a million dollars. Now, if I'm not mistaken, three of the victims were at the time between the ages of 14 and 16. Mm. And one yep. was 24. Now, R. Kelly, he's been incarcerated. He's been, excuse me, not incarcerated. He's been in jail since Friday night. 
they want at least 10% of the bail in order to release him. And nine times out of 10, they're going to take his passport too until he goes to trial. He has not been able to come up with that yet. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna inter- I'm gonna uh, interrupt there because uh, all of about maybe an hour or so ago he posted bail. So you uh, know the pickies, they the get money. posted his bail. <clears throat> wow. Yep. So, um, our Kelly it's has. Not, it's also not surprising either. Nope. Not it's at all. Because not... they actually posted on Facebook that they were trying to use their tax money and try to raise the money for his bail. So I guess that they were successful. So um, he has pled not guilty in the um, case. As like an idiot. Like an idiot. So now if they are now if they want to get basically they can charge him whatever they want. I mean they could he can get the harshest sentence as he pled not guilty. He could have cut a plea deal. But now he wants to go back to trial, have a high profile trial, but he also knows the delays that the court took. Now, I don't know if the climate is going to be completely different now compared to before. But remember, if you watch Surviving R. Kelly, his case had got delayed years before he actually got a trial. And he paid off his victims. Though they didn't say it directly, Chris, uh, Crystal Sparkle said it, but he never, of course, he's never going to say it. They pay off the victims. Of course. Yeah. So that the victims. So that way it's like, listen, just hush. You and your family, I'll pay y'all off. Just say it didn't happen. So that's what we're getting now. Um, hopefully there is some actual justice and it's actually some prison time baby in my Jesse Wu voice. Um so I think that rounds up the mess. Is there anything interesting that you guys wanted to talk about from this um past week? Um, I don't know if y'all watch Making a Murderer, but uh, Stephen Avery uh, won his appeal, and he gets a he gets a second trial. So there's a possibly going to be a part three on Netflix. Just saying. Oh God. Um, I haven't actually. I started watching. <laughs> I started watching Sex Education, but I didn't get through it. I'm like in the beginning, and we all know how to dry the beginning can be, and then so you get to like at least episode three or four. That's when shit starts to really pick up, and it gets hype. I ain't watched it. Finished watching it yet. So, any other mess? Any other mess, Jonathan? No, I have no other mess that I can think of. I mean, we've kind of covered it all. Good. We're gonna slide right into the thread now. I posted a clip earlier today. It's not the clip that I wanted, but it's something similar to it. Now, um, if I I I think I didn't say it to Aaliyah today because I didn't get I gave you a synopsis kind of but I didn't per se say it out loud. So, um, in each like romantic comedy show, um, sitcom, whatever may have you, there's always at least one episode where it could be a group of girls where they discuss or is a situation that happens where one of them is dating someone that the other dated at one point in time in life. Hmm. Allow me to elaborate further. Meaning, it could be sexual, it could be y'all dated for a brief period of time, but the other person starts to date them. My question that I pose tonight to the both of you before I give my response, is it ever okay for your friend to 
entertain someone that you were either sexual or romantic with for a short period of time at all? And if so, what is the time frame? Go ahead, Jonathan. I know you got something on your mind. (laughs) He does, because that's why he can't help. He can't help himself. He's really trying not to say it, but go. Yes and no. Mm. It's yes and no. It's definitely yes and no. Because explain reason. Okay. Probably because probably because I've been in the situation, Mm -hmm. not not in the sense that. It wasn't my friend. That it wasn't that I was. It wasn't that I was friends with the person. I would, I would be dating a person, and then down the line, I would meet. I would meet an, um, their ex or something, and wouldn't know that it was their ex. And then I would be friends with that person. Does that make any sense? <coughs> mm-hmm. So that's what. So that's that would happen to me sometimes. And I think it just really depends upon a lot of different factors like first of all why i was like why did you, why did they break up you know what i'm saying or maybe it was like maybe you had nothing to do with them breaking up or maybe or maybe it was before that you became friends with them and to begin with there's a lot of, there's a lot of different factors that would play in of why if that you know if you were friends with somebody that you would talk to or date you know one of their, you know, one one of their exes, or you know, not just in the, you know, or not just in the bedpost, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just think it's, I I think it's just, it's a little bit. I I think it's a little bit more broad than just thinking like, you know, how like more than just time frame, and you know, is it, you know, is it, you know, is it okay? Um, it's just a little bit more than that. You know what I'm saying? Because we were talking about two people, and whatever connection that you that that you didn't that you didn't have with this person, they may have with your friend, and you should mm-hmm. be. And if, and if that's something that's genuine and something that's cool, then you know you should be happy for your friend that they have a genuine connection with someone, and you should be happy for the person that it didn't work out with, too. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so there's just you know there's that too. You know what I mean? it's mm-hmm. it gets beyond it gets beyond you mm-hmm. at the end of mm-hmm. the day it gets beyond your feelings and it's just like and if it's something that's over and done with then it's over and done with that's you true I mean? honestly and truthfully like you know who you know timing and whatever it is it's it doesn't matter at that point it's done and whatever that this other person has with someone, it's just like, you know, you wouldn't have with this person because, you know, there's just, you know, it's chemical at that point. It's can- there's no chemistry, you know, obviously yeah. there's chemistry between, you know, this, this person and b- between your friend, your now friend and your ex or you're not in the dead post. So. I look at it as more of a, maturity thing um a lot of like what jonathan said you know it's to someone who's not really hung up on whatever relationship it was it really wouldn't matter 
Um, because I've had friends who've dated people that I was, you know, done with. Was it, was it something that made me mad initially? Yeah. I can't say that I wasn't pissed about it, but then when I really thought about it, I was like, I'm not really losing anything, you know, whatever, have fun. And Mm -hmm. it's just, it's more of a, it's more of a maturity thing. And you have to think, is this person necessarily worth your friendship with your friend? Hmm. Yep. I, I, you know, the thing is, especially when it comes to um, the gay community, I'm speaking of the locals per se. Um, nine times out of ten, Everybody done dated and screwed everybody. It's like, it's completely a smaller world in the gay world than it is like in a regular heterosexual or bisexual world, whatever they have you. (laughs) So, nine times out of ten, you are already smashing somebody that one of your friends or associates might have already smashed. Or you could be talking to somebody that dated one of your friends at one point. Now, one of the pacts that I have with my friends, and I can say it because it's the truth, I would never date somebody or even screw somebody that you were in a serious relationship with. Hmm. Like, if y'all were together more than three months and it's a history there, I'm not touching it. Why? Because I don't want to be involved. I'm not trying to be messy. Y'all got a history, and I'm not trying to be a part of that history or even worlds colliding if it comes to that. Interesting. So hmm. That's very interesting. I'm on the other side of the spectrum. <laughs> I'm kind of on the other side of the spectrum. I, like, if I know, if I know somebody that, if I meet somebody and I know that they've been with somebody that I've, like, a friend of mine that, that they've been with a friend of mine, then I know it has to be at least two or three years that they've broken up. Then I'll talk to them. Hmm. If y'all just, if you just ended it, okay, I don't do fresh relationships. Like, normally it got to be some time passed, and that person got, my friend already got to have moved on. So, nine times out of ten, like, I treat it like an ex trying to come back, and let's say you even want to insane the shit. I would never entertain somebody that freshly broke up with someone less than three months ago. Why? Because the possibility is still high that they're going to go back to what they know. Hmm. It's like, you don't, you can't help who you're attracted to or who you love. And if your heart or your feelings is attached to another person, I don't want no parts. I don't do rebounds or leftovers. So then, okay, at what point do you talk to that friend and what would you say to that friend? When the opportunity first presents itself. I am a person, I can speak for me individually, I'm a person that if I see it getting like a, even the potential for it to happen, I'm going to my friend. Like, listen, I know y'all two been together, like y'all two been broken up for a while, you might have moved on, but so-and-so is trying to trying to talk to me or trying to see what's up. If you are uncomfortable with this, say so now. I won't even think about it no more. If you saying go ahead and go for you, then fine. 
I'm gonna do just that. What would you do? What would you do, Jonathan? I think I would talk to my friend. I would tell them at least the situation of what's going on, and mm. if there was any interest on my part, I would let them know. At least be let them know. Be honest. Okay, like, yeah, there's some interest, but I'm not sure exactly what I'm gonna do yet. And I'm and I'm right. You know what I'm saying? And that might and that that might actually be the truth. Because it's like, it was just like I was saying earlier, there's always that chance that what you experience with someone else, what, what someone else experiences, maybe something, something completely different for someone else. Experiences are experiences and they're different for everybody. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So have you ever, and I'm going to pose the question back to you guys, have you both ever been introduced to, not introduced, have you ever been approached with someone trying to talk to one of your exes. No. The messy bitches just did it and I found out about it anyway. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so what, you mean like a friend of mine? Like a friend, let's say a friend of yours came to you about one of your exes. Okay. And said, listen, so-so's trying to either talk to me or they're trying to hunch. And I'm a little interested is that a problem with you? Is that a problem for you? Um, I don't have. See, that's a, that's a good thing. I don't have that many friends out here. But and if we go back to Georgia, uh, <laughs> even if we gotta go back to Georgia. I mean, even still, it just no. <laughs> I don't think it happened very much. Mm-hmm. I don't think it did. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess that's like probably a younger crowd that would be that would probably feel a way about it. Because I think we're all in, in the same space in life where it's like, eh, you know, we kind of know how to safely navigate that without, you know, getting too bogged down in our emotions. Right. Because if you would have asked 18-year-old Aaliyah the same question, I'd probably be pissed. Like, I'd say, no, don't matter how much time we broke up, this, that, and the fourth, no, don't do it. Mm. Mm-hmm. But 29-year-old going on 30, Aaliyah, is like, ah, fuck it. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. exactly, it's, you know, it's less time. We have less time to fuck around, honestly, Aaliyah. Exactly. So it's and and the last thing I want to do is to sit here and have this this imaginary booby trap around an you know an ex of my friend who they can't seem to get over. Exactly. Well, well, bitch, watch me get over. Watch me fuck him and get over him, and you can get over him that way. Exactly. You'd be like, oh, okay, girl, you want to talk to him? Go ahead. The dick is trash, but I mean, okay. Right. (laughs) I mean. As you, one thing I realized, especially when it comes to, oh, you shouldn't talk to my ex at all. You realize how immature it actually is when you say it out loud. Yes, it is one of those things. It's like, listen, unfortunately, in this thing called life, that's gonna happen, and um, you can't be immature. Like, oh, you know, you this is I date this person, they're completely off limits. No. Unfortunately, in life, 
you're going to find out later on that they went behind your back and did it anyway. Mm -hmm. Especially, do y'all think, and this brings another question, do you, do either one of you believe that you should downplay the person that you dated sex game just to keep the other, one of your friends from trying to talk to him in case something happens? <laughs> I hate when people do that in general. I do too. I do too. <laughs> it's so stupid to me. I don't mm. like, and one thing about it is, it's like I'm going, if you're my really good friend, I'll speak to you in private about, I'll, I'll tell you in private, really and truthfully. It's just like, oh yeah, girl, it's trash. You know what I'm saying? Or it's good or whatever the case may be. It's just like, whatever the case may be, but it's just like what what maybe was bad for me may be good for you. I don't know. Exactly. You know? exactly. So it's just like I it's just like my experience was this. However, I'm not gonna sit there and down down this person and say that they were trash. They just weren't good for me. True. Mm-hmm. And and I think what a lot of people what a lot of people fear about this situation is the fact that the intimacy is gonna cross lines now. Because there are certain things that I tell, that I tell, you know, my boyfriend about that I don't tell my friend about or vice versa. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because if you're still possibly cool with your ex and still, you know, good with, you know, your friends, we don't know what the, what kind of pillow talking may be going on. And there may be things that may cross those lines. So I think that that's a big fear that a lot of people have is like, okay, well, Will the shit that I tell Jerry be, you know, told to Jackson? Like, I don't know. Or, you know, or vice versa. Like, or will, will certain secrets get out to either person? About what, though? I mean, it, it could be about anything. It could really be about anything. Maybe you, was, maybe you was mad at your friend one day and you came home talking hella shit. But, you know, you still cool at the end of the day. But you never know what motives certain people have. You know, maybe the ex wants to be messy and, you know, get y'all two apart and say, oh, well, you know, so-and-so was seeing all of this about you this day. Remember that day that y'all had this and that? And, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, that's a very, real, a very real fear for people that, you know, some things may be revealed, but also that's another maturity point, too. Ding, 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 ding. That's mm-hmm. the thing. It's a maturity thing. Like things mm-hmm. are gonna, and things will come. Things will come up mm-hmm. down the line all the time. Doesn't matter what it is, no matter how big or small. And the thing about it is, it seems big because it's something that you found out down the line. Mm-hmm. That's why it seems big. And but That's really, so truthfully, and and really and truthfully, it probably wasn't anything. It's like what would it have changed? Mm-hmm. It's just like. Oh, it's just like, it's just like you didn't tell me about this, and then I'd be like, "Well, I kind of forgot," you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're just like, "Now nah, they remember," like, because it's always one of those things. It's like, you know, how how in a situation that you will be that you that you can be in, and the the person you're with will know won't won't remember something, but the but their ex will know something, and you'll be sitting there looking mad, like, "How do you not remember this? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like this right now." Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and they're looking at you like you're really getting mad at me because I don't remember this particular situation. You're mad at me. Like you're mad because I didn't tell you because I forgot. Exactly. Because <laughs> it was insignificant to me. <laughs> exactly. 
You're mad at me because it was insignificant to me. <laughs> Some people just you know, can't handle that. Uh, to be a heteros to be a heterosexual man, I swear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> They'll just be like, "What? She's mad at me because I forgot something from what I did with an ex, and it came up. She found out about it, and she's mad because I don't remember." <laughs> Yep, and I didn't. T- and I didn't tell her about it. <laughs> yep, I, I I know that that reaction all too well. And that would be it. Yeah, I just I don't know. Like I don't know. What what's on what's on like, your mind, baby? Put it put it out on the table, baby. What's what's going on? Talk about you know, it. Ma, it's, you know, my I just had a rough day at school mentally. And I just need to throw my big deal. So I'm just glad that my friends and I had this pact where if it's history involved, they off limits automatically. Like, don't fuck somebody I got history with. Don't date somebody I have history with. Like, I'm not talking just a couple months. It's years, plural. But we all have, of course, exes. And it's unrealistic in our minds to sit here and be like, oh, well, you can't talk to my ex. Bitch, it's been years. Talk to that man. I don't care. Yeah, and I, I think as long as you and your friends have that agreement, that that's fine as well, because then this also calls people's emotional well-being into play, too. So, mm-hmm. if they agree with having 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 that uh, that pact or that, that promise between all of you that, okay, yeah, if you know, so-and-so push up on you just wait until this amount of time and, you know, whatever the agreement is, I think as long as you guys are comfortable with having that, that's fine, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've, I, I've never had friends where... Well, I mean, I can't say that. I, have, I do have a friend where if we do meet somebody, you know, we will talk about, you know, it's just like, well, do you want to talk to them or this, that, and the third? So I guess, so I guess, so I guess so, but not to the not to the idea of like of where like we're like we're gonna put amount of time of how long I'm going to, to you know not talk to this person or talk to this person until you but because just because you've spoken to them mm-hmm. for this amount of time you know what I'm saying it's just yeah. a lot to th- it's a lot to think about honestly and truthfully and I'm getting too old for that shit yeah so it's just like and it's just like and if I and it's just like and if I feel that your ex you know has something that I want I'm gonna go get it true. And I'm gonna tell you, and I'm gonna tell you about it because you're my friend, right? Like, listen, girl. You know, we cool. We we friends. We go to Judy's or whatever. But I saw that print and I had to have it. So right, not even. <laughs> so, right. So, look, it, look, the conversation. The conversation be more so like this. Hey, and I promise you, this is not the hotels, sis. We need to talk. So and so is in my inbox talking real good, and they sent me a little um, photograph of genitalia that just was appealing. It just it was ravishing, ravishing done. Well, girl and, wasn't little, that's why. Keep going though. <laughs> so I just I want to know is this is this an issue? Like, nah, is girl. this something that I need to eighty six, or is it cool with you? Because if it's not. I promise you, I'll, I'll delete the whole conversation and everything knowing the damn, I say, the, um, damn picture already. Mm. I will debt the whole conversation, girl. I promise you. 
Nah, girl, but, get your life. Right, and that's normally what they will say. If you really don't care about that person, they'll say it. It's also about the honesty portion of it, too. Now, if you know good and damn well you still want that D, um, then you need to open your mouth and let the Lord use you. Mm. Because uh. if you say no, like, if you say no, in reality, you like, yes, I got a problem with that. It's nobody's fault but your own. I'm not your mind reader, sweetie. Okay? You told me yes. I took yes and ran with it. And Facts. I got me some. Or, he just, or I'm sleeping next to this nigga in the bed right the fuck now. And he come over every day. Every day. And then you want to tell me you got a problem with it. <laughs> See, no. I'm not going to do this with you, sis. I'm just not. <sighs> That's why you to, have you to be to. honest. You have to be honest. If you, like, if you can't, like, Lonnie, if you came to me and asked me if, you know, if you, if you wanted to fuck my ex, I'd be like, nah, sis, I think I might want to fuck him. Or I'm trying to fuck him again. So, no. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If you get him, and if you get him in the time that I'm trying to, you know, get back and fuck him, No. And that's honesty. Like, people can't be honest about it anymore. And that's really what it boils down to. I need you to be honest. If you know good and damn well you want it again, say so. I'll be like, girl, go get it. Then fine. I'm going I'm to I'm dead this out. If you say yes and yell you meant no, I'm not a mind reader. I'm not going to sit here and stop. Girl, he already on his way to my house. I done took the proper precautions for him to come over. Mm. Mm-mm. And now you want to tell me I done thought about it, girl? He just left. That's when you block the number. Just be like, "Oh, you sent me that message. I ain't get it. I fucked him already. Right. He he in there girl, sleep, girl. I I gave him all of this, and now he in there sleeping like a newborn baby, girl. Like, what? I'm sorry, girl. You should have said something. I didn't know. I didn't know he was off limits. I just didn't know. I just knew that it was just exceptional and I had to try it for myself. Mm. Yes. So, I mean, it is what it is. It, it's it just life. It was exceptional and I just could not say no to it. We gonna need you to leave your fantasies out of out of the podcast. Wait till we um, get off this fantasy- for you to go on and uh, have your fun. Listen, my fantasies are always involved in the podcast. It's my child. I don't care. So I think that pretty much wraps up this conversation about that. <laughs> Just know it's about communication. If your friend says yes, they still got feelings, and you know they mean yes, let it go. If they say no and mean no, they don't have issue. Girl, go get yours. Mm-hmm. That's all we got to say Bump about that. it. If you're my friend, and if you and if I ask you, bitch, Say it. Facts. I'm sorry. Honestly and truthfully, no, fuck that. I am not a fucking mind reader. It is not my job to sit here and try to try to sit here at what if, if yes means yes and no means no. That's what this is supposed to mean if I ask you something uh, something this serious. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to sit here because I don't want to sit here and have to hear your mouth down the line. Because if I have to hear your mouth down the line about do you mad now that I'm riding his dick and sucking his dick and doing everything with that dick that you that you're not doing with it anymore, bitch, mm-hmm. I'm gonna fight you. That's just how it goes. We're yes. gonna fight because I. What you just could, you just couldn't wait to stick your claws into my man? 
Regine, Regine, you chewed him up, spit him out, and told me to call him. Mm. Uh, okay, that's all that boils down to. I mean, that's all it boils down to. That's the perfect c- scenario of when no means yes. And, but that was also fresh. That's the whole part of it. That whole situation that I look back on it, that was fresh as hell. Because she had just turned him down. It's, it was. Maxine, exactly. It, it was. Maxine was a hoe. She, okay? She was a hoe. Listen, Maxine was the ultimate form of a feminist. But we're going to digress in that. Um, now, this week, because of last week's debauchery of the sex tales, I actually have one actual self-care tip that was given to me by a listener, but Aaliyah has one, and Jonathan, I normally ask my guests to give one. So, in this segment, we're not going to give just one self-care tip. We're going to give three. Ooh. Three self-care tips? Like, what do you mean? Like, part of my, like, how I... What would you suggest for someone's wellness as far as their mental health? in general, or just a tip that's helped you get through when things seemed a little bleak, especially when let's say you felt yourself going down the wrong path mentally. Oh, oh easily. Go. Uh, okay. Um, one, um, shutting the fuck up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. That is number one. Mm-hmm. Shutting the fuck up is probably one of the most cleansing things that you can do for yourself, especially mm. for awareness, for growth. Mm. It opens you up mm. for something called listening. Take your time, Pastor. Take your time. <laughs> if you mm, sit there, man. if you listen to people, okay? Because you will learn so much mm. because if you are constantly, constantly, I always say, moving that mouth constantly moving it I he feel it in his spirit he feel it in his spirit there's no possible way you can absorb any type of growth if you are talking over the thing that you are trying to understand Mm. You can't possibly be listening. So, mm. this is the truth. I feel that. I had to close my eyes and, and sit on it. Just, whew. Like the fundamentals of actually listening with understanding. Mm. Yes. It's, it's cleansing. Not, not to listen to react. Because nowadays we live, in, we live in a society where people like want to listen to react. Mm. Yes, and that's where I and that's where I draw the line at. I try to listen to understand. I don't have to agree, but mm. Mm. I but I but I'm looking for understanding. There's mm. a difference. Mm. I like that one. And that was just one of so, them. That was just one of them. Okay. Child, we only need one. We only need one per person. Oh, now, now we need one per person. You said three, but I, th- I said 
one from you, one from me, and then one from Aaliyah. Oh, okay. I wasn't listening all the way. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfectly fine. My actual self-care tip I'm passing on to a listener. Um, and he actually made the suggestion inside of the Fable Hive group, um, Jonathan. Um, this oh, comes God. in from Will. This comes in from Will Townsend. Okay. 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 Uh, so his self-care tip is as follows. He says, a day of self, since it's tax season, also low season of, of most hotel markets, we should take a day for us. Mm. Start with a fresh haircut and then a spot of light shopping, followed by lunch, followed by lunch and a light dinner, I want to say, mm. that leads to a spa day at a hotel where you will spend the night. Ooh. So it's more of his self-care tip, thank you for that, Will. His self-care tip is basically take care of you. Sometimes you need to take yourself on a spa day. Like, have and a treat day. yourself. Treat ah. yourself. Let, the, let them massage away those migraines. That fuck nigga that you probably dealing with. Amen. That fuck girl that you probably fucking on. Amen. Just massage all that shit. And just debunk. And you got to turn your phone off. Mm. let the people know I'm fine I'm just taking a, a literally a self care day and just care mm. for yourself that is what's called self care yes. care of self yes. we all gotta take care of ourselves yes we yes, do, we do. Uh, that word okay. now <clears throat> let me clear my throat because I'm getting ready to go on an uh, angry black woman rant right now <clears throat> so I'm about tired of y'all motherfuckers oh, on Lord. social media. Oh Lord. Everywhere. That cannot, that cannot respect people's pronouns. Now. Ooh. Respecting people's pronouns is just basic, simple respect. And if you can't respect somebody's fucking pronouns, you need your ass beat. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna say who I had a conversation with, Lana. You know who I had the conversation with. I remember this conversation. So me and some people were watching Love and Hip Hop, and of course, you know Sydney Stars on Love and Hip Hop. So the male in the room says, "Yo, that's a dude." So I was like, "No, that's a woman. She's ident- she identifies as a woman. So she's she. No, that's not a she. That's a he." I said no I took a deep breath and I said that is a she she's a woman she identifies as she her that is not he him now because you know that she used to be a he him does not make it right to call her he him because she identifies as she her now there's a it's just it takes nothing takes nothing from you to call people by what they identify as. Yes. If it's they, them, he, him, she, her, whatever. It takes nothing. It doesn't take food out of your mouth. Don't take money out the pocket. Don't take you out of your house. It just takes two seconds mm-hmm. to call somebody what they identify as. I don't know why y'all have to be so damn disrespectful. Like, just call them by what they what they identify as. It would make their day. 
be in a world of people that doesn't agree with them, it will make their day. It will make them feel more recognized in a world that does not recognize them. Wow. And then this is why you have so many black boys and girls who identify other than the gender that they were born with going through so much depression, having anxiety, killing themselves because people refuse to recognize them. Mm. Just recognize them as what they are. Like, I swear, I pray that my kids never have to go through that shit because I'm whooping ass all day, every day, because you're going to recognize my child for what they want to be recognized by. And if they got to whoop your ass, so be that shit, because you're going to respect them. And just just respect people. It's not that hard. It's not. It's not. For some reason, the for some reason the black community loves to disrespect not just not just the gays and the lesbians. They love to really disrespect the transgender, they the transgender community. They live for it. Oh, that's a dude. That's a dude. I'm like, um, that's a woman. No, that's a dude. Uh, do you not see her walking down the street in women's clothing? Exactly, and it's like okay for a heterosexual woman. Would you want somebody walking up to you calling you sir? Calling you he, him? You wouldn't like that shit. You'd be ready to fight for a cisgendered male. Y'all know how y'all dislike y'all masculinity being kicked down the fucking street. Child, I just had a conversation about that. If y'all don't want somebody to call you she, she and her or call you girl or say sis because y'all be ready to fight if a man call you sis. Says, why? Why can't you just identify? Be why can't you just do the same thing? Be respectful of what you want to be identified as. Do unto others as you want done to yourself. But that's just hard in 2019 these days, you know. That that's just my rant. But there's don't my self care trip. My self care tip is don't be trash. Uh. Respect people. Child. There we go. So we got some some good self care tips. Shutting the fuck up, taking yourself out to a to a nice dinner and a spa day, and respecting motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Came full circle, didn't it? And with that being said, thank you for that word, Aaliyah. Thank you for your time, Jonathan. That glad to do it. This- that concludes this episode of Who Raised You Hoes. As always, please continue to be a part of the conversation on social media. The handles for Instagram and Twitter and even Facebook is WRYH Podcast. Once again, the handle is WRYH Podcast. Aaliyah, can you tell them where to find you? At um, You can find me on Instagram at Dark Skin Beauty. It's D-R-K-S-K-N-N-D Beauty. And that's okay. it, really. I think. <laughs> I'm not on Twitter on that shit. You need to get back on Twitter. Twitter's like, Jonathan, <laughs> where can uh, they find you? You can find me on Instagram at JohnDavid712. Very easy to find. John with no H, by the way. Yes, Ooh. J-O-N. Yes, J-O-N. Thank you guys so much for your time, and I will see you guys next week. 
Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.